Welcome to the Lakeshore Sports Podcast, your home for everything Chicago sports. I am your host, Tyler, joined today by our guest host, Brett. Brett, thank you for joining the podcast today to hop on and talk about this horrendous performance we just watched. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate your time. So we're going to hop right into it. Um, that game against the Packers that we saw just this past Sunday, we've had time to sit, we've had time to reflect, uh, and we've had time to just kind of evaluate uh, what the heck happened. And um, Brett, I want to start off with you and start off with a question. Uh, how do you feel about the Bears compared to a week ago? Do you feel uh, do you feel more down? Do you feel do you feel that same hype that you felt after that Niners game? Do you feel kind of more uh, look at the Bears in more of a negative light? How, how are you outlooking the Bears moving forward after this week two performance from to, I guess the Packers? Well, of course the outlook is worse. I mean, we just <laughs> got our uh, butts handed to us on. So did I football. Um, but it, the thing is, like, we're all such passionate Bears fans. And, you uh-huh. know, we knew this was going to be a rough season. We have really no wide receivers. Our tight end, I've never been a fan of our tight end. Um, we have a good running back. Uh, and we know the offensive line is porous. And so we always are like, oh, well, we know it's just going to be a rebuilding year. And then the games happen. And we're screaming and we're on Twitter and we're like, ah, how could this happen? And in the back of our minds, we all know, well, it, it was right here in front of us. <clears throat> Why are we expecting anything different? Uh-huh. He, he wanted to start, Pol- Ryan Poles wanted to start from the ground up. He wanted his guys. He traded away Khalil Mack to get more draft picks. He started off with like five draft picks that was given to him by Ryan uh, Ryan Pace, and he turned that into 11 picks. I think 15 rookies made the roster, like four undrafted free agents. That's going to be contending for a playoff spot. I mean, and that's that's not one of them is a first-round pick. So (laughs) the outlook, I tried to keep it still the same. That... Mm -hmm. um, it's a rebuilding year, but I guess my outlook is worse because Justin Fields didn't look good. And in the NFL quarterback is the key. So he keeps looking like he did on Sunday. The outlook for the season is just going to keep getting worse and worse. And Brian Poles might have to decide if he wants to, uh, wants to look at a quarterback in the first round next year. Yeah, that's a scary sentence to hear, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not ready to go all in on that. I'm definitely, and I'm sure you're not either. It's just, um, no. you know, just Justin, he's, uh, he's due for a few duds this season. You know, that's kind of the way I look at it, and I'm just gonna count that to that. This is one of those duds, hopefully. But there was some alarming things that he missed going back and watching the tape. Like it's the nice thing about Justin Fields only throwing 11 throws. It's pretty easy to go back and watch the tape (laughs) and watch the throws. And he had some horrendous just misses. Um, I know the, the topic that everyone's talking about in Chicago right now is that miss uh, to Aquanimius St. Brown. Uh, He, uh, St. Brown was supposed to run a curl and apparently, but if he beats, beats the defender real bad, he just goes on the go route and just goes 
and throws his hand up, and that's supposed to be the signal for Justin to send it, and Justin apparently just completely missed that throw. Uh, Quinnis Brown was, he wasn't like wide open, but he's, he's pretty farewell open where that's the he type was- of throw you, yeah, you expect your quarterback to make that read and that throw. So I'm going to chalk that up onto, because what I heard, is that was the first time that anything like that has happened, uh, whether that's in a preseason game, practice, anything like that. So I'll, I'll chalk that up to, you know what, that's a first-time experience for Justin reading that type of thing, and that's just something he's going to have to learn from. And hopefully he watches the tape, and I expect him to watch the tape and see that throw, see that sequence. And next time it, an opportunity like that arises, I, I expect him to rip it and pull the trigger. Uh, that's what I'm hoping from him. So uh, that's that's the first takeaway that I got um, on that. But, I mean, I, I agree, though. Bears coming into the season, maybe we overhype this game a little bit. <laughs> maybe yeah. we – like we always do, don't, don't we, Brett? I mean, do you, do you think we got our expectations too high coming in against Green Bay? Green Bay coming on a loss, Bears coming on a win. Like you think we, we kind of built this game up into something uh, too much? Yes, but – I mean, to look at it from the other perspective, I, I think he was in. He was an inch. We're an inch away from making it a one-score game, and all the momentum is in our favor. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, in Green Bay, we're never going to get that call. Yep, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I expect that Brent. Even if you think he was in or not, it, that call's never going to go the Bears' way, especially when they're playing the Packers. I mean, that it's just never going to happen. Yep. So, especially after earlier in that drive, they the ref marked him a half a yard short um, on a third down run, and the Bears had to use a challenge to to clearly see that he was way over the you know line to gain, which mm-hmm. arms. But yeah, so I, I mean, yes, of course we hyped it up, but bad as most people think. Yes, Justin Fields didn't look good. If Justin Fields had looked great, and we got our butts handed to us i think we'd be feeling better yep we'd be yep. feeling better but he let us he led the bears on a late drive i mean they ran most of the time but he made some clutch runs he was stopped a half yard short because the guy landed on his legs and his knee dropped down but he almost made you know you could see he's giving it his absolute all oh yeah and it's just a little mental he like he worked so much on his mechanics uh off season and I think he's thinking about it. He wants to be throwing it the right way. He wants his footwork to be correct. Mm-hmm. Made some strides with that. A throw against the 49ers, that play action throw to uh, St. Brown for a touchdown that kind of sealed the Bears' win. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal footwork. He got set, then knew that he needed to take another step back in order to time the throw the safety off of that route. And he dropped it back and then just put in a pass to St. Brown for a touchdown that really sealed the Bears' win. Mm-hmm. But then you get times where he does that and he's thinking about it and then he misses people, like you said, he missed earlier. And it just gets – so it, it, it's a second-year guy who had 10 starts last year. And, I mean, did he learn anything last year? Can we, can we say he learned anything last year? Mm, nothing more than a bad offense. I mean that Cleveland game. Oh, is anybody going to count that as a, as an actual game? He's Absolutely not. Time and their left or right tackle is getting blown by, and Miles Garrett is getting sack after sack. Yep. There's just some, you know, uh, they're still learning to do. Absolutely, and I I do chalk a little bit of this 
of this overall performance. Um, kind of up to just kind of Luke Getze, and I'm not going to put the blame on Luke Getze because he is there's not, there's nothing to blame, okay, in my opinion. He's just, I think Luke Getze also is kind of learning as an offensive coordinator. He hasn't been a play caller before, so this is kind of his first experience. And I know a lot of people are nitpicking uh, lining up shotgun on fourth and on fourth and goal there. So like we wouldn't even be questioning if it if it was a touchdown if they wouldn't have just lined up shotgun there and lined it up a little closer. So I want to hear your opinion on that. Um, do you how what kind of game do you think Luke Getzey called? You think he called a decent game? Do you think do you think it was right for him to stick with the run? Because I mean Dave Montgomery's getting eight eight yards to carry. Why wouldn't you stick with the run? You know, but at the same time, you think you should have let Justin rip it a little more uh, and make more decisions. What's your thoughts on that? I, you know, I saw something on Twitter the other day. If if Justin Fields is completing his passes and getting his reads, he's he's gonna throw more passes. But he wasn't. Bears had three straight three and outs. They would get a four yard loss on a first down run or a false start, and then you know, and back or Cole Komet dropping a ball that's literally in his stomach. Um, yeah, that one. Yeah, that it, one killed me. <laughs> The little things that are just like, yeah, it's a five-year pass, but it's second and five as compared yep. to second. You can do so many more things. Mm-hmm. You open up your offense so much more when you have short yard, short second down, second and three, second and four, even yep. second and six. Like, but when you're second and ten, second and eleven, I mean, you hate. Yep, you handcuff it, yourself. Yes, Justin Fields isn't looking good from the pocket that day. Mm-hmm. Green Bay's just gonna sit back and say, you know what? Try to get it between us. You try to try to find the man who you, we're gonna run man coverage. We're gonna press, and you're gonna have to, you know, put a ball in the tight window. And he just wasn't doing it. And so mm-hmm. you gotta have those plays. Komet's gotta make that catch. You can't have silly penalties on offense. Yeah, you can't, you can't have your center getting blown up on a run up the middle and losing four yards on first. Oh. You just you you can't. So that yep. really the Bears back, and then Green Bay is just running and running and running, and everybody wants to talk about <laughs> how great Rodgers is. And I mean, they almost ran more for what Rodgers threw. So that's true. I had, yeah, they had two hundred yards. Aaron Rodgers, thirty-four passing yards. So that's true. Yeah, no, I I I agree. It's uh, and this this is going to take time, like you said. You, like it's not all going to come together. I've heard people. Already talking this week about, you know, maybe isn't the guy and like, or like, but like they're fully convinced, like, hey, it's time to move on. It's time, like, no, people calm down. It's, it, you are, we are fair to critique. We are fair to, you know, show skepticism, but it's not time to wave the red flag and, or wave the white flag. And it's not time to raise the alarm yet. It's time, it's time to just sit, evaluate the season, give fields 10 to 13 games, in my opinion, this season, see what he is and what he can be. And then go from there. And if he's not your guy, and if he throws more duds like this consistently throughout the season, like you said, then maybe Ryan Poles needs to put the scouts out there and look at Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, wouldn't be, that wouldn't be bad either. But, I mean, I'm not ready to call it on fields yet because I do think, like we, we were talking about the uh, the St. Brown throw that wasn't made. Like, Justin Fields is fully capable of making that throw. People have been talking about that all week. Like, he's fully capable of being that type of guy. It's just you need to get him to pull the trigger. So one alarming statistic that I saw today is Justin Fields, and maybe it's a factor of the Green Bay game and the Monsoon game, but Justin Fields currently among NFL quarterbacks is 33rd in pass attempts 
There are 32 NFL teams, as we all know. So that's that's a little, and that, I'm sure that's a mix of Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott, uh, you know, split in there too. But that, that is an alarming stat, hearing that your franchise quarterback, the guy that you're putting a lot of trust in, is 33rd ranked, allowing him to pass for 11 times and that type of stuff. But like, so he's got a lot of learning to do and they got, I think they have to put a little more trust in him, in my opinion, and allow him to make mistakes. You know, I, I think that's where I'm at with it too. Cause yeah. if you don't allow guys to make mistakes and you don't like his, he throws a few interceptions, allow him to throw those few interceptions. Like I'm not saying allow him to, like you don't want him to throw it, but you know what, if he makes a bad read, let him make that bad read and learn from that, you know, rather than holding him back and hind- I, I'm not saying they're hindering him, but I mean, yeah, let them make mistakes and let them figure it out. I think that's the best way to learn rather than sitting back, throwing 11 passes and then going over the tape later. Okay, let's look over your 11 passes. No, no, let's let him let's let him throw the ball in my opinion 25 times. That's that's where I'm at with it. Uh but that being said, I I was actually I did admire Luke Getzey's game plan a little bit cuz Dave Montgomery running the ball 15 times, averaging 8 yards a carry, even Khalil Herbert, he only rushed the ball 4 times, 9 and a half yards a carry. I really like what he did. I just, I did like what they did on the ground. Um, and I was impressed with that, but when you're behind, you can't d- depend on that to come back in my opinion. So that's where I stood on the offensive side of the ball. And that's how I feel. I want, I want to talk about the defense a little bit, Brett. Um, one alarming, uh, stat out of the day, I believe, and I may be inter- inaccurate on this, but I believe Kyler Gordon was t- guys was targeted 14 times and the, who, who he was guarding, and Aaron Rodgers completed 12 of those passes. How do you feel about Kyler Gordon after week two? <laughs> oh, he looked horrible. Yep. I mean, but uh, like you said with Justin Fields, I mean, if we believe this is a losing season, I mean. You let him go. I, I don't want to see Kendall Vildor out there. Like, uh, he is out there, but I, I, we know what he is mm-hmm. all last year. Um, so why not? how he can recover from this yeah uh, the one nice play he made he was outside cornerback that he struggled horribly at nickelback I, I just don't think you can ask a cornerback a young rookie cornerback to say all right for these play this play you're going to be outside now this play you're going to move into the slot like you got to just let him play Mm-hmm. They think too much. Maybe an older veteran can do that. A guy who's been in the league a couple of years is comfortable, knows, just kind of reacts and doesn't think about it. But a guy who's in his second career game, Sunday night football against the Bears, in the biggest rivalry game in NFL in the entire NFL, like there's a lot of pressure with that. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. I, mean, I I yeah I agree. I uh, I. I, I want to make sure I stay true to what I said. So same thing with Justin Fields, same thing with Kyler Gordon. If he's going to let him make mistakes, let him make mistakes. But it's 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 frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating to watch him make mistakes too. Uh, but it, like, it's, go ahead. The, the comparison of his game would have been if Justin Fields threw like four for twenty with four interceptions. <laughs> like it it like it was really bad, and it was yeah. just. Every time a pass was completed, a quick slant for a first down, it was him or Roquan Smith who looked horrible too. Yep. Well, honestly, and then and no offense to the defensive side of the ball, but a, there was a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball that just did not look dependable. Um, I, I even, even I want to call out a little bit. He, he had ten total tackles, but Jaquan Brisker, I thought he had, he had quite a few missed tackles, uh, trying to stop the run, and maybe it's put him in a bad spot for the running back to get that far, in order for him to make that play. But I was not a fan 
of uh yeah he had a lot of missed tackles i thought but you know that's that's rookies being rookies at the end of the day and i guess that's what we got to expect but jaquan brisker i wasn't super impressed with Kyler gordon i wasn't super impressed and like you said roquan he had 11 total tackles on the day but he had his fair share of broken missed tackles as well and aaron jones just ran all over the bears my goodness yep 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 it was something else but uh yeah no i mean that being said um that being said th- we're not. There are some positive takeaways um, that we need to reflect on, and I think are we there? need to. <laughs> we're there, yes. I mean, we 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 gotta. There's you know, there's positives, and then there's learning experiences. That's the way we break it down. So, let's let's go into the positives. We've already gone through some of the learning experiences. Um, one positive, and it's pretty obvious one. Dave Montgomery. Um, it's definitely great to see a guy like Dave Montgomery. Uh. Like I said, average eight, eight yards of carry. Doesn't matter if he didn't get a touchdown. I don't care about that. I don't play fantasy football, right? <laughs> He's not on my team. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see him have a good day. And honestly, it was not just for David Montgomery, but I also think for a fair amount of the offensive line, uh, they owe a lot of, and they deserve a lot of credit for that performance that David Montgomery had as well. Because uh, David Montgomery, he hit a lot of holes, but the offensive line opened up the holes for him pretty well, don't you think? Yeah, they you know they did pretty well uh, in the second quarter, not so not as much, um, mm-hmm. but for the rest of the game they did pretty well. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, the right guard, looked really good. Um, yep. I saw a play where he uh, he took the D tackle and literally uh, shoved him all the way till he got uh, yes. the line. That's okay. he just you know just finishing the play. You know that mentality is. Is good. I think he has a guard mentality, and I think he'll have a good career as a guard. Um, the left, the tackles, pass protection didn't look good, but running, they were fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have too big of a problem with how they looked in the run game. Yeah, uh, I just, man, Lucas Patrick needs to get that right hand healthy and get at center because I can't big stand. Center. <laughs> I <It's>... just. <laughs> A, a missed a miss snap uh, early in the game because uh, he started pulling as he was snapping the ball because he was worried. He's bad. Um, yep. <laughs> there's and then there's a I don't know if the video of him getting just oh yeah. He touched the nose tackle nope. and then he <laughs> fell and knocked over Lucas Patrick. That was on the Kolkomet, uh drop pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which. which that was one of Fields' best uh, yep. plays. Was he stayed in the pocket? He delivered a strike right to commit. That should have been a five, six yard gain, and it gets dropped. And he sat in and took the hit. Um, mm-hmm. When your center can't even, you know, touch the guy, and he and also knocks over, you know, your guard. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was a great reaction by Fields. I I agree. That was one of the more positive, even though, like you said, Komet dropped it. Uh, that that was definitely a good read that everyone's talking about right now. But yeah, uh, this the offensive line overall. I don't know about you. I'm feel I'm call me cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm usually a pessimistic Bears fan. I'm caught. I'm I'm feeling okay about a few of the linemen. Like I'm feeling okay about Braxton Jones, and I'm feeling okay about. Uh, well, once Lucas Patrick gets healthy, him at center and Tevin Jenkins having a good time at guard right now. Like I'm feeling, and Cody White here, I have I have always thought was a solid guard. So yeah. I I'm I'm feeling pretty good about where this line is headed once they all kind of get healthy. Honestly, Larry Borm's the only one I wasn't super happy about. He 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 played terrible. He played, he pass protection. I just don't think he can handle the guys who are a little bit faster. Yep. 
Absolutely. So that's that, but that's kind of oh, good. No, I, yeah, I was just saying, I don't think he can handle the speed of um, certain defensive ends and linebackers yeah. and, and blitzers. So. For sure. Yeah, no, that's just kind of how I feel about the offensive line. I'm, and there's one positive takeaway. And if you would have told me that a positive takeaway from this season or from one of my positive takeaways from one of these games this season was going to be the offensive line, I would have told you you're crazy. The <laughs> offensive line in the, ru- the run game. In the run game, yeah. <laughs> I, did not, I did not think those would be the two strong points of the Chicago Bears, but that's how it looks, yeah. at least for me right now, in game two of a yeah. uh, 17-game season. But, I mean, overall, that, that was two of my biggest takeaways – I, I don't have a lot of great takeaways on the defensive side of the ball, to be honest with you. I know uh, Travis Gibson had two sacks. I was super happy about that. That's great. Um, good for him. Uh, he blew that up. Justin Jones played okay. I mean, he, he did all right from, from what I could tell. But um, overall, defensive side of the ball, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and hopefully they shape it up. I mean, how, how are you feeling? And you're a football guy, Brett, so I can talk to you a little more about this. Uh, but I want to know, how do you feel about the – Bears scheme this year. I know it's a different scheme, but the defensive scheme they had last year. It's more of a lovey uh, type style, uh, and four guys in the line getting to the quarterback. How do you feel? Uh, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong. It's more of an old school scheme. How do you feel about it coming into? I, well, I guess we know two games in now, but how do you feel about it for the rest of the season? Um, I know that unless you commit to the run game in this type of defense. Mm-hmm. It- gonna be harder to stop the run yeah Uh, and i know they like to drop two safeties back i know they play brisker up a little bit but he's not playing that like sit in the box you know that tampa bay defense you know where they have like eight guys in the box he's he's coming up and filling in but he's not sitting in there you know waiting to stop the run okay Uh, and they're just their linebackers aren't great so Mm mm-hmm the defense in Indianapolis, I, we just don't have that talent. We don't have a Shaq Leonard. Yep. Uh, we don't have that type of linebacker and the depth. Um, they didn't have a ton of big names, but they had guys who knew what to do and, and did it well. Um, mm-hmm. Like go into another system and probably be backups. But like in that system, they played well and they played as a good unit. And they, they never had like 10 guys with 10 sacks, but – they still were usually pretty high up in the league ever. Um, and then they did, they didn't know a ton of points and they, they knew what they were doing mm-hmm. it, it, when looking against the Packers. It's always hard to say, you know, Oh, this defense looked terrible. Well, of course it, you know, Aaron Rodgers. It, there's not many defenses that are going to stop him. The, what stops him is when he is, he doesn't do anything all preseason and training camp. And that first game is rusty. Yep. And, uh, there, there he goes, MVP. <laughs> yep, true. Did last year against the Saints. I mean, he threw a couple picks and they lost like thirty-five to three, and then, then he won MVP. So mm-hmm. it, it happened. Yeah. I yeah. am curious to see how they do against Davis Mills this week. If they can look, if Davis Mills and Damian Damian Pierce, if Damian Pierce is running down their throat, then I'm going to be worried. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Texans have a great offensive line. They have a good receiver. Um, they have young running backs, and Davis Mills is I, – I, mean, I actually like him. I think he's a solid quarterback. I think if they could put some more weapons around him um, mm-hmm. and get a good defense um, or 
get some players on defense. They've actually been playing defense not terribly. Um, that they'll be a solid team, but um, if they're running down their throat, I would be very, very worried. Yeah, following week having to play Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, and the Giants are playing pretty well too right now. I mean, they're two and zero. Yeah, so I, it, it's just kind of a wait and see. They look, you can't can't really tell anything with the monsoon game against San Francisco, no. and they just didn't look good against Green Bay. They got lucky with the fumble, and then um, it was just a missed handoff by Rodgers and I think AJ Dillon, and then uh, later on in the you know, one of their drives, I think there was a miss snap that went like ten yards over his head. So then it was like third and twenty two. Mm-hmm. So they got bailed out there. They just were beat by a lot of quick slants. I, I mean, they didn't give up anything deep. I don't know what his. I think the longest, the longest play was that. Ends at the very end of the game when they were trying to get you know they're trying to get a stop, which is understandable. They were mm-hmm. trying to real quick. Um, but other than that, longest play was twenty yards. One of them was a screen pass to Romeo Dobbs that the Bears somehow gave up. Yeah. Uh, so it it was just a lot of underneath stuff. So it was just a lot of guys getting beat off the line of scrimmage um, in tight press coverage. Mainly was Kyla Gordon. Um, so they <laughs> I'm I'm pretty optimistic if they okay they weren't giving up big plays, which is. Which is a killer in the NFL. If you yep. and it really, really kills. Yeah, really punctures you in the heart, especially when Aaron Rodgers makes big plays yeah. <laughs> down the field. Exactly. So. That's it. Always like you were waiting for it, and it never really happened. Until there was one. It was until yeah. it was twenty ten, and 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 yeah, and Sam and then Ro- yeah, then yeah, then Rodgers just threw that one downfield. I'm like, and after after the, like, I think it was like a what was it fifty something yard pass or whatever. And I'm like, he's just doing that just to be a jerk. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't need to do but, that. He, but we knew he it just was over. to show off. <laughs> we knew once Fields didn't get in for the touchdown, the game was over. So it wasn't yeah. like oh, it would have been different had he scored and then they came down and did that. Then you're like, oh god, no. that was that was Rodgers just rubbing it in. He's like, that I can do this. Just want to let you know, but. uh no, I, I I agree. This and Green Bay is a high measuring stick for a defense, you know. So, uh, so I guess there's a long way to go on the defense. There's there's actually one positive thing I did want to say about the defensive side of the ball, and it's happened for two weeks in a row now. Uh, Jalen Johnson uh, has not been targeted. Uh, the guy, whoever he's guarding, whoever he's covering, they have not thrown at him yet, and I think that's a huge compliment, especially against a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, because. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like you just said, when defense makes a mistake, you know, 9.7 out of 10 times, Aaron Rodgers is going to find that mistake and take advantage of it. And the fact that Jalen Johnson, whoever he was guarding or, or around, never got thrown at, I think that's a huge compliment and a huge yeah. testament to what he's done and, and who he is. He, I think he he is one of the better quarter, cornerbacks in the NFL. And I think uh, – quarterbacks are intentionally throwing away from him because they know he's a threat. So I think that that's one key takeaways. We have a young, nice, young athletic uh, cornerback who can, uh, who can take the pass away. So I I just want to point out that nice defensive positive takeaway at the very least, because there weren't many this game. So, (laughs) yeah. The weird thing is he's not getting, he's not exactly a guy who gets a lot of interceptions. Yeah. He has one in his career. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know. He didn't have one his rookie year. He had one last year. You're not yeah. 
if you're a quarterback, you can't be that worried that you're going to throw an interception against him. Like, yeah, he might break the pass up and have be good coverage and stuff like that, which he usually is, but that's usually not a recipe for don't throw the ball at him. So I don't know if he's absolutely blanketing this, these guys <laughs> just doing what better in a man coverage type team. And he's just more comfortable and just letting loose. And I mean, the Packers don't exactly have a, elite receiver so i'm not too worried about like a lot of what the packers had to do is bring someone in the slot and target guys because the guys i just aren't very good (laughs) that that could be that's it that's actually a very good point that could be another reason why he's not getting targeted as much is because those guys in the slot like kyler gordon are getting beat (laughs) so much it's like well why would i throw it at jalen johnson when kyler gordon's right over there and he's leaving this guy wide open (laughs) so that's a very that's a that's a good point i I didn't think about that aspect of it but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the positive takeaway saying he's it's not a negative takeaway i'm just saying he's doing covering these guys whereas uh whoever's in the slot is not and the packers just don't have that outside threat Mm -hmm. like Worried about Alan Lazard on the outside. I'm not worried about Sammy Watkins or Christian Watson or Romeo. No guys worry me unless they're matched up with a guy who's just overwhelmed. Yep, for sure. Situations where Rodgers is just going to take two steps back and just rifle in a quick slant. It's his favorite little play. Third, third down, the quick slant is his just absolute favorite play. Yeah, don't get me started with them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there is there is one final question, Brett. I wanted to ask you before we wrap up, uh, because I would be remiss if I didn't ask it. Darnell Mooney, and I know this is a factor of Justin Fields not having a great passing game uh, and different stuff like that. But Darnell Mooney did come into the season heralded as kind of the wide receiver one for the Bears. I was never convinced that he's a wide receiver one on a team, but he's our wide receiver one right now, you know. So, yep. and he had one catch for negative four yards. As we know, the game before, uh, he had, I think, one other reception. So, he's not really lighting up the world on fire right now. Um, what's your take on Darnell Mooney uh, after the first two games of the season? Do you think this is just a fluke? Do you think this is a setback? Do you th- what, what's, what's your expectation for moving forward? Uh, give us fantasy manager some advice. <laughs> uh, I yeah. know. He, he's always struggled. His big thing was getting out of man coverage, and Green Bay was really pressing. So – it, it just wasn't – Green Bay just isn't a great matchup for him, and it would help if we had another receiver that gets open more consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 49ers, I'm, you know, just – I can't really – just Yep. About that. Um, so he, he'll do better. Uh, I think Lovey runs a lot more Tampa 2 zone defense, um, and then I think he's better at finding the soft spots in those types of coverages. So uh, my guess is he'll have – I think he'll have about at least 70 yards next game. Okay. I don't know if there will be a touchdown, but I think six catches for about 70 yards is, is about right. Cole Komet, on the other hand, I – You're not sold on the hometown kid, are you? I, not at all. Not in the slightest. I. <laughs> he, he just – he, he scored – Last year, people want to say, "Oh, it's a bad offense." They targeted Jimmy Grant. Like guys, accident tight ends accidentally get touchdowns. I mean, how many times do you watch <laughs> some no-name fourth tight end catches a pass in the end zone? Like it just happens. They they get touchdowns. They're big bodies. 
he doesn't look good in the red zone. He is dropping passes. He's not exactly a great blocker. I, I mean, the the backup tight end caught a like a twenty yard pass. He yeah, in the middle of the zone, he caught a twenty yard pass. I saw I saw a good tweet today, and I, I wish I could remember who it was. So I give him credit, but it was uh, Cole Komet's getting very close to the. What do you, what exactly do you do here? <laughs> Level yeah. of like what what do you like? Are you here to catch? Are you here to block? Are like kind of like what you just illustrated right there? Like what does he do? And I yep. think it's it's unfortunate because I was I was happy with him when he was coming out. Like when they got him, like I was like, oh, finally a tight end that we can. It's going to be a legit target because I haven't seen a legit target tight end since Greg Olson, and that was a long time ago. And we got rid of him for no no good reason whatsoever, in my opinion. Um. So and after that, what the, the best tight end i've ever seen in the bears offense is martellus bennett so i uh i yeah i was really excited to have a legit tight end threat and i had high expectations for him coming into the season especially when i heard that he's working with justin fields when i also i had high expectations for john mooney because when i heard fields has, has that new chemistry with mooney and stuff so yeah i guess i just had i had a slightly higher expectations for some of the receivers in the receiving core i didn't have high expectations for our you know, uh, St. Brown, because to be honest, yeah. I didn't know who he was <laughs> before the season started, yeah. like hardly. Um, and I didn't, I, I obviously don't have any high expectations for Dante Pettis. So those are the two guys that I was looking at that I had huge expectations for. And I've been, they've fallen flat and I've been disappointed, but it's been two games. I'll give them, I'll give them time. You got to give them the season, but it's, uh, it's just a frustrating start for the receiving core. So yeah. um, for, all, for all the negative things we said, just remember it's two games. Teams that are projected what to be top five defenses in the NFL. True. Yep. Very true. And I, they play the Texans, and they don't have talent, but Lovey Smith's team, good defense, or mm-hmm. always have a tough defense. Not necessarily good. Tough defense. They're they're usually pretty sound, not make mistakes, and they all will take advantage of your mistakes. So he, Fields hasn't exactly had cupcake matchups, and actually, the way the Giants' defense has been looking, they haven't played the greatest teams, but their defense is looking more than solid as well. So I, we'll have to see. But these past two games, it's been against top five defenses. One of one of the teams plays to the strength of – or played to the uh, weakness, I mean, of Darnell Mooney. So mm-hmm. um, I I think we'll see we'll see a little better. It, I, it has to be, right? Yep. <laughs> it, no, it has to be. One, one final positive takeaway that you can take away, Cairo Santos, congratulations. You made both your, your kicks. Good job, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little worried week one, but uh, I'm not. I'm not worried. I wasn't worried because literally the only field goal that he made was when they took the towel out there and they called the penalty. <laughs> but he needed the towel to, to dry it off. And then like the other the other kicks, it was just he's kicking out of a puddle. It was terrible. But yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not too worried about him. But congratulations, Cairo. <laughs> you made your kicks today, man. Um, yeah. I'm all, I'm all wrapped up. You all good, Brett? Yeah. All right. Uh, one thing. Well, uh, pr- prediction Sunday. Just a Sunday. Quick- I I'm hmm, I, I I'm I'm not gonna I will take probably the Bears. I don't have a score in mind yet. I'll give that later in the week. <laughs> I think I think the Bears will come out and will they'll capitalize in the red zone. I think Bears win twenty four to to fourteen. Twenty four fourteen. Okay, I like it. I like it. I uh, will one of those touchdown passes be Darnell Mooney? Just let me know so I can start on my flex. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, thanks for the advice. <laughs> I'm feeling a Byron Pringle sighting. Oh, know. there I, you go. I think he's gonna get a get a deep pass 
maybe not for a touchdown, but I'm thinking of I'm thinking a thirty plus yard play from Byron Pringle this week. Well, I think the Bears would do for one big play downfield. So hopefully it comes. It's <laughs> if it's going to come anytime, it's going to come against the Texans. So <laughs> hopefully, hope, but return return of Lovey. I always love Lovey, so I'm I'm excited to see him back. I'm happy he's coaching the NFL again, even though I'm confused. But he's he's a good he's a good he's a good guy. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you we'll were going to say coach, and then you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got that. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, well, yep. Thanks for joining us today, um, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Follow us on Twitter, um, and uh, we'll see you guys soon later in the week for uh, uh, game Sunday game preview, and we'll see you later in Lakeshore Sports.